Jeffy, are you eating the microphone? What? Okay, let's 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 try to normalize everybody, please. Normalize, stabilize. Here we go. I'm stable. I am stable too. And here it comes. Um, hey, if you need a needle drop, ask for it. But if you don't, let's just roll. Yeah, because I'm not gonna be that good at it. Okay, that's right. Kevin's gonna be terrible at it. Terrible. Right, you, just, you just jumped straight. Wait, you I just, went no, straight to no, terrible. No, I'm terrible. so sorry. There are some notches between not that good and terrible. And you're joining us. In the middle of Dad Band Land special <laughs> episode. I like that. Uh, special episode number nine, we're calling this number nine. Number, oh, nice. Number I nine. get that. Yeah. That's a reference to you the get that nine. reference. Yeah. All right. So it's DBL special that's, uh, episode number George nine. Harrison song from Cloud Nine, right? Yes. No, it's yes. not. And, and this is not that same show, so that, that joke won't have as much resonance. Oh, right. Cloud Nine comedy right. always has resonance. Always oh, All right. Well, this Jeez. is a special episode because uh, I guess we're taking the week off or something. We're banking this one. Uh, Jeffy Branion. Uh, well, let's introduce us in order. I'm Adam Felber. I'm your host. Uh, I'm Kevin Burke, your co-host. I'm Jeffy Branion, your triple host. And he's all the way over in Wood- Woodland Hills, joining us via Zoom. And Hello. Woodland Hills. Mm. Hello, I am Brian Frank. <laughs> all right. You are what you are. You're like Real t- life John band Kalodner. manager Brian Frank. <laughs> John Kalodner. John Kalodner. And what yeah. we have in common tonight apparently is phlegm. It's a cold night in L.A. and Some of us are recently getting over colds. What are you talking about? And I've I recently discovered that, like, you know, colds that are non-COVID do exist nowadays. Sure. As do lingering coughs. Hmm. Um, and I've had a lingering cough for about a week now. I'm not sick anymore, but I still have a cough. And that makes you, when you're out on the streets, a pariah. pariah. I am pariah carry right yeah. here. You know what? It, it might have been like that before you got a cold. No, people would walk no, next no, to me I've happily. I've seen people walk near you. Well, certainly during the Black Plague, yeah, people would <laughs> cough, and it was like no. Wow, I mean, it was the cold. I'm I mean, it was shun it's totally, him like with a capital S. It's totally the cold, Adam. I'm kidding. People like to walk by you. Okay, that's just mean. <laughs> just mean. <laughs> hey, but you know what's nice? You, our listeners, we love you. I love you more than I love Kevin. Oh, and this is well, they're Look, nicer I'm getting, to me. I'm getting back to you on that terrible DJing. Yeah, you're right. Earlier you're right. Right. Revenge. Don't worry, we'll edit that out, I oh, promise. Oh, no, I'll just look like an <laughs> asshole. Thanks, buddy. Or will we? Um, so here's what happened. We covered this topic the other day on the show, and we yep. loved it so much, we thought, let's throw this open to our listeners. Maybe they'd be interested, too. Maybe so one I, or two would be interested. What ended up happening? I said, okay, name a song that absolutely blew your mind. I just did it on Twitter, not on any of our other socials. Uh-huh. That blew your mind the first time you heard it. Like, your next thought was, whatever this is, I need more. And I thought we'd get maybe a few that we could fill up an episode with. We got, oh my God, we got how many responses did we get? Over 100. Yeah. I think a bajillion. 153 responses. And that's the responses. They listed like five songs in the response. Yeah, and everybody had a few that blew their minds. And and Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to sift through, but it was all all good. Yeah, and I've seen some patterns emerging, the kind of things that blow people's minds, kind of like, uh, you know, they have some patterns, they have some, we'll talk about the commonality. Let's Let's just dig right in. Who wants to start? Reading our listener responses to what songs uh, I'll, I'll blew your mind. All right. Uh, I'll start. Um, this is low-hanging fruit for me. Uh, thank you, Bike Mark. At Bike Mark said, Scarlet Begonias into Fire on the Mountain Live by the Grateful Dead. Wow. I, yes. I understood two of those words. <laughs> yes, I have seen begonias. <laughs> I knew you would. So is, you is, would. is there and something why, about yeah, that why, cut? And why, yeah, and why well, that cut in particular? So, well, here's the thing is what they did was Scarlet Begonias 
into Fire on the Mountain Live. So what that is, is those are two songs that are played one into the next. Oh, I think it's we like got a that. Jam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. that is, I, I wish right. I That's why it. I'm looking now at that Kevin. I, now that I got it, yeah. I, I'm, I, I was better when I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. I feel like. So that's the thing about the Grateful <laughs> Dead: how they, you know, would put songs into other songs, and sure. they, they, there are some scorching versions of these two together as an epic period of the band. The reason I the ask is I know yeah. so little about them. Yeah. Like, is was that like? A single, a particular thing, or just happened to be one song yeah. that someone it's caught. It's like those two together is like a thing. They really jam. Yeah, them. yeah. It's a that's thing. incredible. Wow, that's a good one. Well, thank you. I, I, I might go listen to that at some point. Where I don't do believe we, you. Where do we even find that? Like, yeah, was what I'd say is, yeah, what I'd say is, <laughs> if you're searching on your, uh, you know, internet music machines, check out the Grateful Dead uh, live at Cornell University, 1977. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw one out now, and uh, what I'm going to do is because I, because I tweeted this from my personal account too. A lot of my friends had answers, so uh -huh. I'm going to I'm going to feature them because you guys mm. probably didn't pick them, and I'm going to pick we on. Love your I'm going to pick my friends. Here yeah. we go. How about people. my friend Sean Masterson, really good comedy writer and comic. You might remember him from Whose Line Is It Anyway. Mm -hmm. He writes, and this just interested me because I un even though I understand this one more than a feeling by Boston. Mm. That mm. the way that guy Tom Schultz. Like yeah. recorded guitars and recorded voices. I mean, he was such a gearhead, and he created a sound that I think was kind of unlike any other sound that was around at that time. But it was very much in line with the sort of thing that was developing. Plus, that voice is that, that singer's voice is huge. Yeah, I mean, so, just hearing you say that, I feel my Marianne walking away. I know that <laughs> stuff sparkles and screams, and so I, I mean, I think that's one of the keys to a mind blower. It's like a voice you've never heard before, or a way of making sound that you've never heard before. That song, even though it's just a single from the '70s, yeah. totally agree on that one. That's a good. One. Um, not, uh, an '80s version of that for me is something posted by Le Lisa H. It's L-E-I-S-A. So I hope I'm saying the name right. At Lisa one three two six. And she listed Radio Free Europe by R.E.M. Oh, yeah. Which everything about it, the sound of it, the sound of the band, the sound of his voice, the subject matter. When I was young, I was like, what? Like, this isn't We Built the City. Like, this isn't The Heat Is On. Like, no. this is something fucking crazy weird. Like, I don't even know what Radio Free Europe is, but I feel like I'm on uncharted territory. Give me more of this. Yes. Whatever this absolutely. is. Absolutely. That's, That's a great, great one. one. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, his voice. Oh, his just voice. Just like nobody else's. Yeah, and just, again, the subject matter being so, as far as I could tell, was just obtuse. I couldn't even figure he, out what was going on. Even he stopped being that <laughs> obtuse over time. He was yeah. like, My, the band wants me to sing songs about something. Which <laughs> only made it intriguing, <laughs> yeah. more intriguing, because I had never heard music that was that distant. Great one. Thank you. Jeffy Brandon, read one out. Yeah, well, I, I was going to, there, there's so many, but uh, Dan, D at D-R-C-C-D-S, Talks about Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. Hmm. And mm -hmm. I have to say, as someone who left the U.S. and then came back to the U.S. in the late, in late 1983, mm -hmm. this kind of blew my mind, too. Eyes Without a Face, Billy Idol. Yeah. That's a good song. Yeah, and it, but the guitar riff is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's a really different kind of song. Yeah. And and a very slow tempo. And Billy Idol was just like White Wedding Man, and then this thing Well, happened. he was the Generation X guy, like the like the punk kid who was making this weird punk pop guitar rock thing. 
kind of before punk pop guitar rock was a thing. It's its own thing. That sort of thing would yeah. come to dominate the 90s in a slightly different in set a different of clothes. Version of it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's That's a good one. All right, let's keep going. All right, I, I got I got one from a band we've talked about once or twice, maybe. Uh, just a victim of black cat gravity at <laughs> at N9DS underscore 15 says uh, Trilogy by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. ELP. I'm always gonna, if if ELP. somebody brings it up, yep, I will take that one. I can't <laughs> believe Adam. Yeah, I can't believe Adam, with all your keyboardness. Yeah. Not not into ELP. We should get into that at some yeah. point. Into why um, you don't like ELP? I, or, no, or, it's not. It's not ELP. It's that yeah. I've never gone heavily into prog rock. Mm. It's despite the fact that That's it's very keyboard heavy. Yeah. No, it's never I, been my my it's jam. It's funny because this is kind of why when we were talking about how we got into music, I wanted to know because you had that player piano that was like a ghost played. Music because yes, we had a, we had an electrified player piano in our basement, which was the instrument I learned to play on. Right, and yes. so I'm a guitar player who learned in the '80s. So naturally, you know, it's all the Van Halens and stuff. I long assumed I've known you for a decade or so now that you're in the keyboard. Why? Of course, you wanted to be Richard Wakeman or whatever that guy, Rick Wakeman. <laughs> like yeah, you wanted Rick to do Wakeman. prog rock because why else wouldn't you want to do that? Well, Adam, he wanted to Adam, be Scott I Joplin. Have two words for you. <laughs> no, I didn't want to be Scott Joplin either. I, I, have I, two I did words like Scott for Joplin, you, Adam. Yes. Porcupine tree. Well, thank you for those two words, Jeffy. Um, now, wow, okay. and, uh, and I will Just, file that. Wow. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Prog I'm, rock I feel that you need to listen to, Mother I, on, yeah. I don't, you see, I guess I've always that, been that, about the groove. No, I don't love prog rock either, I got to say. And, and But prog rock was such a. Then maybe a, you nor- haven't listened to Porcupine tree either. Let me th- let me remove the maybe from that statement. It uh it um it was I mean I, but prog rock is so present because it's like it's thrown in with classic rock. So you hear Jimi Hendrix and then you hear Rush, and so everyone assumes you like prog rock if right. you like rock. But I'm the, I'm never that deep into it. I don't have any Yes records. I don't have any EOP records. I'm with I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, maybe, and maybe maybe we need to rectify that. Maybe one of our maybe Brian House Wax records in an upcoming episode. Now. Now it's time to get into prog rock. We're going to get progressive in our uh, rock. Yeah, all right. Uh, Let me do another one. Here's one. Um, Hey, I've told you guys about how I went to uh, London when I was a student, spent about six months there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, The the dude who was there before me who had me... uh, he said, "He said I have a, a room in my flat that you could move into, so you should come." And, th- and I moved in with this dude. He was an actor from uh, from Tufts with me. And there was another dude in the apartment there who was, just happened to be at the program, who was also an actor. Mm-hmm. Well, thirty five, forty years later, whatever it is, now it's probably more like thirty years later. Um, those two dudes are on a TV show together. It's called Billions. Oh, oh, um, and, yeah, and, yeah. And they were in, a, and the three of us were in this flat in London together. Um, the one I didn't know when I moved in, and I'm friends with him now. His name is Kelly O'Coin. Oh. He's terrific. He plays mm-hmm. Dollar Bill on Billions. If you ever see it, he suggested like four or five songs. I want to read the first one because a lot of people went there. By the way, hi Kelly. He suggested Rosalita. Oh, by, by Bruce, Bruce Springsteen and the East Street oh, Band. Great song. Lots of people suggested Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band from that period, sort of the mm. 1973 to 78 period. That band had a sound. I would say I, I knew Bruce Springsteen because I got into him later, so I didn't hear Rosalita until after I was already a fan. 
But if I was forced to pick my favorite Bruce Springsteen song, it might be that song. That one hits with force. Yeah, and the band sounds so good. Everything about that. And you think the song's going to be over, and it gets even bigger and yeah. better. They, so they, they take it up. Yeah, yeah, Clarence Clement steps up, and they just take it up a notch. Yeah. It's fantastic. No, what a great song. Yeah, and, and and there is something about the E Street Band of that period. I could see how that blew And minds. I'd imagine if that was the first Springsteen you heard, how that would really just be yeah. mind absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can uh, I jump in but, yeah. and, and 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 mention something that uh, Jude Hanna replied to you? Okay, Mr. Yes. Felber, to uh, me. Yes, the Jude Jude Hanna super fan Jude Hanna who had many answers Jude for this. Hanna, yeah, Cowboy Junkies, Sweet Jane, the Lou Reed cover. Huh. Oh yeah, that, I that I know that man. Oh, sweet Jane, I mean, that's pretty really? mind blowing. That 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 whole album Trinity Session was yeah. kind of one, it was one of the first CDs I ever got, and I knew the sort of lo-fi uh, recording situation. They recorded in a, in a church, I think, and uh, it was fascinating to me. So I'm glad to have someone bring that back. Thank you, Jude. Well, let Thank me you, add. Let me add to that because Rich, Rich Duncan. Um, I was going to bring him up because he's oh. a great friend of mine, a comedian, oh, Rich he? Duncan. Okay, yes. well, he brought up "Heroin" by the Velvet Underground, and oh. that's the first Velvet Underground song I ever heard, and I was mesmerized. Like I, I would play it on loop. I was stunned by it. I mean, I've never done "Heroin" probably because the song scared the shit out of me as a kid, <laughs> but it also was like who. What band makes music like this? What what record company releases music like this? I needed to know more about it blew my mind. I needed to know more about the Velvet Underground because it just was just mind blowing that it existed. And that song in particular was my gateway. The so to first, speak. The first Velvet into- Underground song that I became super aware of was Stephanie Says. It also hit me super hard and I needed to hear the rest of you know where that came from. Yeah, there I mean there's obviously a very particular sound that a lot of great musicians wanted to find more about. And I, I had that experience. I mean, they were already long broken up when I discovered them, but I still had the same experience of someone who might have heard it when it came out. Fantastic. Mm. Brian, it's your turn. Yeah. Not that we're taking turns, but it's totally your turn. All right, good. Um, this was from Chris Gartner, MD. Not, at, not someone I know. At C.S. Gartner. So uh, this will be a doctor that I go to if I have any medical issues. <laughs> You're uh, looking for one. Chris oh Gartner says... I have so many, very many experiences of, the, of this, but the first one I remember is the Beach Boys' Good Vibrations. And I got to say, hell to the yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's, that's a really interesting one because yeah. when people think of the Beach Boys, they think of, you know, the uh, fun, fun, fun till the daddy takes deeper away. They think of these sure. little, like, three minute, um, you know, little tiny pop masterpieces. Mm-hmm. But um, Good Vibrations, maybe you're thinking of the, I'm, you know, maybe you're thinking of the melody of the chorus. That song goes deep. That, There's a lot going on on that song. That's now we're in the late '60s, and they're doing all kinds of shit on that cut. And that's the thing is, he never came back from that. So then he went to make his masterpiece, his record, "Smile," to compete with Sgt. Pepper after this single, "Good Vibrations," and could not get there. Yeah, could not get there. Right. That song broke him. Yep. Arguably, but, that song and Sgt. Pepper. Yeah, but that song. Whew, yeah. <laughs> All right, and and now that we're all broken like that, we're going to take a quick break. DBL, we'll be back right after this. DBL. DBL. (laughs) 
GBL is back. GBL special edition. Special edition number nine. Now with Flem. <laughs> 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 All right, we're talking about mind blowers. Mind blowing, not songs. nose blowers. Mind blowers. It's a bunch of nose blowers talking mind blowers. Here oh we go. These are from our listeners on the Twitters telling us what songs blew their mind. Yeah, you know what? I want to go with one. I mentioned this a little bit, very briefly, in our actual podcast. But um, Cable was the babysitter is the name of this person who posted, <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's an absolute truth to that. Yeah. Um, and they and he or she or whoever is is whoever cable was the babysitter is uh, said smells like Teen Spirit, and I I gotta say that was yeah. distinctly a mind blower. I was a senior in high school. I just started high school. This would have been September of ninety one, and heard it on the radio. My friends and I were in the car, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" So this was- many people, uh, you know, were hit that hard by that song, it's including so our listeners hard. here. Yeah, and it's I can't. If you're a senior in high school at the time, I can't even put into words how the world shifted almost immediately. It went from Hammer Time, Reagan Bush, almost immediately to Nirvana. Yeah, and all of a sudden we were in a different world. We were in a different world, and the world shifted around. I didn't change. I always liked weird movies and music. It just became less weird to like that shit. Yeah. Almost immediately. Almost overnight. And so... That was a game changer across the board. That was one of those, what is this? Andre Dubouche, my friend, the the comedian Andre Dubouche, also also replied to this thread with that same entry. Smells Like Teen Spirit just kind of hit him hard, too. It just defined a whole decade immediately. It's it's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. Who's next? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to say Scott Michael at Runner Scott reminded me of a song that I haven't thought about in a long time, but it it kind of blew my mind too, uh, and it's a Dire Straits song. You get a shiver in the dark. It's raining in the park. But meantime, yeah, that that would be. Sultans of Swing. Sultans of Swing. You know what? Dire Straits songs. That wasn't the one that I heard first. I think it was Skate Away on MTV that I, that oh. I heard first. But when you, when you hear your first Dire Straits songs, there is a, that that first sort of like, is this possible? No, that it's this yeah. smooth and that this rocking and this you know. I didn't hear anything to Money for Nothing, but I had that similar feeling. I like this song because it because there's the character of Guitar George who knows all the chords. That's his whole. <laughs> he's not that's Guitar John. I thought it was Guitar John. I think it's George. Oh, it might be. Well, his, yeah, his sound. His guitar sound yeah. is so, and his playing is so unique. And just what you're saying, it's like, you're like, oh, this is this is smooth, this is mellow. And you're like, wait, what is he playing? What the hell? And, and you know what? Comparing it, because we just did Cloud Nine and we talked about mm-hmm. Clapton, he has a sound that is smooth without sounding like you want to take a nap. Yeah, right? no, there's yeah. no, there's no like amazing. adult contemporary yeah. layer to that. It's yeah. pretty no, cool. It's it's sense. a wonderful thing. Thanks for bringing that one, Jeffy. Um, and and oh, by the way, another listener did say Skateaway as theirs. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Um, Here's one. Uh, it's a twofer from Real M, who I don't know the Real M, but there's a really adorable little dog um, uh, picture that Real M uses as his as his icon on the internet. Yes, on the internet. Believe it or not, there's he, two pictures he of gives dogs me two. on the internet. He gives me two. Man, I'll, I'll show you guys. A, I'll show you guys a site later. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says t- he has two. Been caught stealing Jane's addiction oh, yeah. or philosophy. Ben folds five. 
Hmm. Now, I want to say absolute same with Been Caught Stealing. I was I was familiar with Nothing Shocking when it came out, and mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden, it might have been MTV or it might have been just on the radio. I heard Been Caught Stealing, and I was floored by it. I love that song. Nothing sounds like that song. I had that on my list, too, and that was about a year before Nirvana changed, changed the world. But Been Caught Stealing, I remember thinking, I loved it. But I remember thinking, wow, they've gotten a little lighter from their first record, right? Which I thought was so crazy and unpredictable. Yeah. But loved it. Nothing sounded like it. Nothing seemed like it. Yeah. But it was catchy, and I didn't expect that from them. And as for Ben Folds, I came late to the Ben Folds party, but I'm a huge fan. Philosophy wasn't the one that did it for me. It was during his solo album. I think he played um, Not the Same, which is a beautiful song, um, on Conan O'Brien's show. And I it just floored me. Turned me into a Ben Folds fan who has now heard... Basically everything he's recorded. He's great. He's I, great. I have one from Krista Pennington at Hip to Be Squared, and she picked a song that I did not know anyone else in the world knew at the time when I was into it in the early 90s, and this was uh, on the Bowie Hunky Dory album, and it's a song, Life on Mars, which is utterly oh. a perfect song. Yeah. But I, I, as far as I knew, I was the only one at the time who knew it, and so I thought, <laughs> like, oh, this is my little Bowie song, and then... Cut to later in the decade, it's like the most pop, second most popular Bowie song of all time. Everyone in England I loves it. I didn't know it when I was a kid. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, because it's not on uh, the, the album that everybody played. The, the well, it was never on a compilation. Right. But in England, it was a massive hit, and then that slowly started moving its way over here. So for me, it was not until I saw Wes Anderson's The Life Aquatic with Steve oh, really? Zissou. Okay. And at one oh, of the wow. most emotional parts, you know, that whole album, he found this, um, uh, uh, I think, Brazilian musician named... Uh, Sue George, I'm going to say, right. to record Portuguese versions of all these Bowie songs acoustically. Mm-hmm. But there's one place in the movie where he actually goes to the original recording, and that's Life on Mars when Owen Wilson find, when uh, Bill Murray finds out Owen Wilson is his son. Goes walk mm-hmm. into the prow of the boat, gets super high, and that song plays. Mm. Wow. It hit me like a brick. Oh, it's, it's an outstanding song. Time has made it one of his all-time greats. But, yeah, yeah trust me, in 1992, too, if you want to feel disconnected from everyone around you, make that one of your favorite songs. Because nobody know? knows it, right? No one knew yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it well, is. I've got it in my head right now. Like, that's an earworm. <laughs> it's it's a, right. an awful small affair. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of For 19- the girl with the mousy hair. <laughs> speaking of 1992, West Coast Ben at PDXBK says, So many to choose from, but. Killing in the name that sent was, me down oh. a six-month all rage against the machine all the time rabbit hole. God damn, you're right. Oh, West Coast absolutely. Ben. I agree with that, and that was one. Still to this day, I'm still figuring out how those guitar sounds are made. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's still one of those. What is this? How and it's one of those done? examples of how you bring unlimited amounts of energy onto a recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. That song is propulsive. Yeah. No, they were doing it on um, at some point. Maybe it was actually Audio Slave, but they were covering it on Hollywood Boulevard when I lived down there for Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. and the whole fucking street was just chanting and getting into it, and oh, I thought, sure. wow, I've never seen this. It was just the whole, the, the, the city. Hollywood's pretty exciting to me most of the time. That was one of the highlights of it. They played outside in the street. It fucking killed. That's awesome. Jeffrey? Steve E. I was about to bring this one up. I love you, man. Go. At SHW Online brings in Brace yourself, Kevin. Classic. And, um, you know, I, I I feel like I could, uh, you know, uh, introduce this, but it's No Thugs in Our House by XTC. 
from, I believe, English <laughs> Settlement. Correct me Kevin just wrong. had a small seizure, a petty mal right there. I, I, I fell asleep. Petty I'm sorry. Were you saying something? I think it's a grand mal. Uh, no Thugs in Our House is a fantastic song. And, uh, you know. What band is this? XTC. That's not a real band. No, no not, they're not, a not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell. Not ringing a bell. That song. What? Is that the band that beat uh, Emmett Otter's band? No, that's. No, that's the River Bottom Nightmare, Nightmare Band. Oh, yeah, they were, they were a good band. But that was a good band. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know you know who who was that band in real life? Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy Sticks. who... No. X- XTC. <laughs> yeah, right. rolling on. Anybody got other ones they wanted? There's a couple others I just want to... I, I, I can't even read everybody's names. I just want to say that, that, that these are... A real picture started to emerge as we were... Li- as we were reading all these, uh, it's about these unique voices and unique sounds. It's all about production, musicianship, or just the sound of a human voice. Um, nothing Compares to You was mentioned by a couple of people, and that, mm-hmm. and that deserves to be heard. Joe Mikowski says Seven Nation Army. I thought that was a pretty obvious no, one. No, that's a, that's a, I was wondering what it, it's it, what White Stripes was going to be the song. Yeah. You know, gonna be, because I, I love Blue Orchid. That's the one to me that was like, oh, shit. I was already a fan by the time I heard Blue Orchid, but that song hits hard. I, I like them, but Blue Orchid came on, and I didn't even recognize it was them. I was like, what band is this? i got to figure out what this fucking band is. This is awesome. <laughs> and then uh, They it, slap. It, it, that, that riff, is that's my favorite song of theirs, but the same thing. One thing I noticed on this list, like you were saying, there's distinct voices. Part of it is just timed. You, know, you can kind of gauge... When people were getting into music, how old you, people how are? How kind of old people <laughs> yeah, are? Exactly. Um, Time. And because it, it is interesting, because I definitely hear things now. I'm like, that's amazing. I should get into that, and then I won't get into it because I have other shit to do. Do you know? Like I, right? I, yeah, no, no. I, I intellectually feel like yeah, I should you know don't that. Have the attention span to actually track music you might love. Right, Again. or even the emo- emotional space to be like, I want this to change my life today. Um, but when you're like 13, you're like, I want this to change you know, my I, life. I want to listen to this I, album and be a different what? person. Someone told me once, uh, expectation is planned resentment. And it sounds mm-hmm. like if you're trying to change your life and that's your goal, you're just going to be sad all the I time. I don't think that. I think when you're 12 and you want to change your life for the record, you might actually change your life yeah, for the record. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm to your voice now, Kevin. And oh, oh, oh! You mean now? No, no. I would never yeah. put a record on uh, saying I hope this changes. He doesn't want to change his life. Yeah, yeah. that was my point. So, that's I'm, exactly I'm, the point he said. Wow, saying. I went yeah. off on a whole tangent there. Just wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, that was focused. Anybody want to bring us home with any, or are we done? We are done, done, done. All but, right. Yeah. Well, uh, I will throw one more out then. Jason <laughs> Duplicio. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to find uh, to find our end credits anyway. Jason Duplicia <laughs> said Rise by Public Image Limited. And you know what, Pill? Yeah, that, that, that song hits hard. Oh, that's That good. one hit me hard at the time. All right, send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Follow us on all them socials. Dad Band Land is produced by me and by Jeffy Branion. Editing and Starburns production by Kyle McGraw. Thank you to everybody. Our theme song is by Adam Korn. And all the content on this episode was by you guys. Yeah, great work. Thanks so much, everybody. This has been DBL Special Ep. Special Edition. Nine. Nine. Wait, do we know? Number nine. Now we do. Bye, everybody. Bye. A podcast network.